morning, Grace Point Church. Morning. My name is David. I'm going to get the service started by welcoming you this morning. Merry Christmas. On behalf of all of us here, as I'm trying to get. Let's try that. There we go. There's a lot of cables up here. All right, let's bow our heads and pray, and then we're going to start this morning with some worship for Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, we love you and we thank you so much for the gift of your son, Jesus Christ, sent to earth that we could know you and be saved and be part of your family and live forever. As we fill this place with your praises today, come and have it the praise of your people. In Jesus' name, amen.
So yesterday, um, we got to go up to uh, the Samaritan Hospital up in Watertown, New York, and got to spend some time with uh, the kids of the Children's Miracle Network. We called uh, we called this the Voice for Miracles, and uh, it was such a blessing to see the generosity and the love and just outpouring of selflessness and this act of kindness to uh, to these kids. It was such a blessing to go up there and, uh, and be able to bless these families with uh, some food, some fellowship. There's 20 Bibles out there that wasn't out there before. We got to put a Bible in every stocking that was there. And uh, again, I just want to thank everybody who either volunteered, um, donated gifts, donated money, donated their time, donated prayers. Prayers powerful from a righteous man or woman. Um, and we just thank you all, love you all, and just wish and pray that God abundantly blesses each and every single one of you. And I just want to thank you all for that. It was a, it was a great time. We got to meet a lot of beautiful, beautiful young kids. And uh, they had a great time, and they were truly blessed. And I just thank you all for that. So thank you again. Amen. Welcome to Grace Point Church. We'd love to extend to you a very Merry Christmas. Today we just rejoice. We have much to celebrate that God gave the greatest gift of all through his son, Jesus Christ. So Merry Christmas. And this week, Jesus being the word, we have March 4th is our reading plan that we're doing. We start week 43 this week. If you would like to join us in reading through the Bible, we have schedules out in the entryway on the table and little bookmarks that you can use to keep your place in your Bible. So that's week 43 of March 4th. If you join us and thank you for those who have been reading through with us. This Tuesday is the 24th, it's Christmas Eve. We will not be having our Tuesday evening service here at 6.30, so no service this Tuesday the 24th, and no service next Tuesday the 31st. We are gearing up towards our New Year fast, which we will begin on Sunday, January 5th, so no services on Tuesdays the 24th and the 31st, and we will begin fasting as a church together on Sunday, January 5th. So if you'll go ahead and go with that, Linda. Hey everybody, Pastor Don here. Hi everyone, Pastor Jeff here. Hey everyone, it's Pastor Warren here. Hey everybody, Pastor Sean here. Hey everyone, Pastor Jeremy here. It's getting to be that time of year again. Holidays are here and the new year is just around the corner. Our annual week of prayer and fasting is coming up in January. It will be held January 5th through the 10th. We are excited to announce that our theme for 2020 is All One. In the spirit of our new theme, we will be doing the week of prayer and fasting a little differently this year. This year, we're going to each church in our network to pray and encourage each congregation. We are going to start in Edwards Sunday night. Then we're going to head to Burville on Monday night. Tuesday night, we're going to be meeting in Black Sky. Wednesday night will bring us to Watertown. Thursday night, we'll be 
heading to Governor. And Friday will be our last night, and we're going to all come together back in Burville. We're really excited about being able to head to each campus during the week at 6.30 every night. And we know the weather can be a, a little tricky this time of year. So don't worry. We will be streaming it live from every location every night. We cannot wait to see what God is going to do during this week of unity. So again, that's January 5th through 10th, 6.30 p.m. each night. Sunday, Edwards. Monday, Burville. Tuesday, Pulaski. Wednesday, Watertown. Thursday, my home church of Governor. Friday, everyone's back in Burville. God is going to do something amazing in 2020. Let's get ready for it. We are. We are. We are. We are. We are. All. And then uh, you'll notice there's, if you're if you're uh, visiting today, there's instruments on your seats. Do not be afraid to grab those. They're there for you because we all want to sing and have fun together in the presence of the Lord. Go ahead, Linda. I'm ready. Hey, Pastor Don here. Thank you for choosing Grace Point Church this morning. We are so happy and pleased that you are here. You are welcome here. I pray that all your needs will be met today. God bless you. Amen. So who's on the worship team this morning? I am. I am. We got some people down in the front.
This song was one that we sang for years when I was a kid, and it wasn't until I was 20 years old and came to Jesus that I understood any of it. Israel, for thousands of years, looking for the Messiah to come and rescue them and bring them to the place of blessing that God had promised for years and years and years. And then Jesus comes on the scene and turns the world upside down.
Father, we thank you today, Lord God, that, that you love us. Lord God, that you give us your word and you give us your son and you give us the Holy Spirit. Lord God, that you woke us up this morning. To give us strength to, to come out and to praise and worship you. So Lord God, we worship you, we praise you, we thank you. We anticipate that which you have yet not done in, in, through some individuals. But Lord God, we thank you that you are one who loves each one of the things. Open our eyes to be open, our hearts to be open, our mouths to be open. Lord, that we might rejoice and praise the name of Jesus. Wholeheartedly. You are worthy. You are worthy in Jesus' name. And everybody says, Amen. Amen. Our church will come forward, please. Thank you for joining with us today. See me up here, this red hat. A symbol of joy. It's not a covering. <laughs> Jesus Christ is our covering. Amen. Amen. He is our he he covered us. And actually, you know something? He brought us white. He didn't just cover our stands. He paid the price for them. And we can truly rejoice. Heavenly Father, as we prepare to give back a portion of the tenth of tithe, Lord, may you bless the gift and the giver. For Lord God, it's not by our means, but by your provision that we have. And Lord God, it's by your love that you forgive us. And Lord God, help us to praise you this day. As we are forgiven of our sins, as you provide, bless the gift and the giver, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Once again, thank you for joining with us here at Grace Point Church. And if you haven't heard someone ask you or tell you or invite you, you have a Merry Christmas. Let me be the first. Amen. Hopefully it's not the first time you've heard it. His head keeps falling off. I have my hair cut. Praise the Lord. I don't have to, I have much to hold it on there. Praise God. I will comment to that. God knows every hair on my head, right? You don't have too many to count. What a pleasure it was yesterday to go to the hospital with Justin and I don't know what I expected, but I was I was pleasantly surprised at the way the families and the children received. But there was one little girl that I made friends with right away. I called her Boog. I knew her name when I first saw her. She was small. She had a finger in her nose. She was eating cheese. And uh, I sat right down next to her, and we ate cheese together, you know. So we were, uh, I was truly blessed with that. So uh, I made a friend in Boog. Though she didn't trust me with her stocking and her candy, I can tell you that. <laughs> it was good stuff. So Merry Christmas, and today I'm going to talk to you about Christmas. Last couple of weeks we spoke about Jesus fully God and fully man. Uh, we talked about our salvation, and really that's what Christmas is all about. But today I want to talk to you about the gift to the world. God's gift to the world. Now, God's gift to the world seemed to, to you know, it, as we all know, has come uh, through a baby conceived by the Holy Spirit. It wasn't of man's work. It was of God's work, God's intervention for God's purpose. A baby conceived of the Holy Spirit and, and born of a virgin. Uh, we have nursery for those up to five years old that would like to go there. The rest of the children will be staying in the service today. 
Born of a virgin. That means of a, uh, she hadn't had relationship with a man, amen? And, and born in a stable. Born in a barn. You know, we think a king of kings would have the, the relish with the, the best of life, but, but yet Jesus come a, as a place where animals dwell without privilege. In fact, the Bible says there's really nothing that would draw man unto him. Born of a manger in a stable and placed in a manger. So he was wrapped in clothes and, and lying in a manger, a trough where animals ate because there was no provisions made for him. At least man made no provision for him. But yet God provided, amen? God's provision was for man himself. Luke 2, 8 through 16 talks about the shepherds. See, so the gift was for all mankind for all times. And it came as a baby, wrapped in clothes, lying in a manger, born of a virgin, conceived of the Holy Spirit. But to the shepherds who were living out in the fields, Luke talks about it. To the shepherds, those who were tending their flocks and angels, the Lord appeared to them. See, now we're looking at as the, the baby was the gift, and we, we need, I want to show you today how different groups of people received the gift. See, this gift is something that we need to receive. Each one has a choice to receive it or not. But to the shepherds lying, uh, living out in the fields, it says, watching over their flocks. It says, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and, and they were terrified. Well, you think if the Lord appeared to you, you'd be excited, amen? There'd be no more doubt that the Lord was the Lord and the King of Kings, because you're looking at him, and, but, and you think he'd be joyful. But I tell you that the shepherds... An angel of the Lord appeared to them and they were terrified. <coughs> terrified. Angel said, don't be afraid. How many times in scripture do we see when the angels, the heavenly host, the, the glory of God shone upon them, people fell to their, to their knees and buried their face. And, and I tell you, it's because of our shame and our fear. And when we realize that there is God, all of a sudden, all of a sudden we know that that, uh, that there is, sometimes we need to understand that it's by grace that he comes most of the time. There's going to be a come, come a kind, uh, there's going to come a time when he comes back as King of kings and Lord of lords, and there's going to be a judgment in his hand. But I tell you, for those who have come to believe in him, it's going to be uh, of rewards. But an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and they were terrified, and the angel said, Don't be afraid. And in 2.11 it says, I bring good news, a Savior has been born. So the angels proclaimed it, that, that what was prophesied, what was said that was going to be, uh, that there was, the baby was born, and now the angels go and tell the, the herders who were out in the fields. You know, it wasn't a day like today where you get out your phone and send a text. Hey, the baby is born. Uh, you know, they proclaimed it by mouth. They proclaimed it as the angels Proclaimed it to them. It said, a Savior has been born to you, and he is Christ the Lord. That which was said that would come, did come. The angels proclaimed it. Good news of, of great joy. And it said that it will be for all people, 2.10. Luke 2.10. For all people of all times, for you and me, and for the shepherds, for the we're out in the fields, and for all people of all walks of life, no matter where we are, there's, there is a 
Savior been born through this world, the gift of God, that we could be saved from ourselves, saved from our temptation, saved from our sin, that we would not have to spend an eternity separate from God, but that we could be unified and walk with God and He with us, as they did in the garden. See, God dwells within our hearts now, guys. Good news of great joy that, that will be for all people. But as the good news is proclaimed, as we're all called to do, we have an opportunity how we're going to respond to the good news. Or are we going to respond at all? Are we going to reject it? Are we going to be moved by the good news? I tell you, it says that they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby. See, they not only heard the good news, they believed the good news, and they were responding to the good news. The shepherds then, after returning, it says, praise God. See, they responded to, to the announcement of the good news, and they responded in a positive way. They, went to, they came to Jesus, didn't they? They believed, they looked for him, they found him, and they praised him. See, that's the same response today that we are called to do. We are to, 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 number one, believe, to look for the Lord, to believe the Lord. They found him and they praised him. It brought great joy and cheer to their hearts because they found it to be the truth. They found the baby uh, wrapped and clothed in a manger just as it was foretold it would be. The Messiah that they were waiting for. The shepherds had to overcome their fear, however. Because the angel of the Lord appeared to them and it said they were terrified. They were fearful. And I tell you today that many don't come to the Lord for fear of what they may have to change in their life. Or, or fear that somebody will judge them or laugh at them. Or, or fear that, that they are accepting something that they truly don't understand. And so we hide and we run and we reject or even we, we claim to believe, but yet we refuse to tell somebody about what has happened in our lives. In shame. See, they left their flocks and their field. They left everything and realized the most important thing that would happen in their life is that they would come to the Lord Jesus Christ. They found a Savior. They found forgiveness. They found a way to overcome their fears, didn't they? But they had to seek him. They had to seek him in order to find him. The angels told about it. The scroll said it would happen. But they had to seek with their own eyes and find with their own uh, in, in act of belief. Pat's moving around. The shepherds had to respond. And I tell you, the wise men, we hear so much about the wise men. Matthew 2, 2 talks about it. And actually, Matthew chapter 2 talks about the wise men. The Magi, as they were called, they came from the east. They came after Jesus was born in Bethlehem. And during the time of King Herod, King Herod, if you don't know about King Herod, he was a rule, ruled with an iron fist. He was a cruel, cruel man. And even King Herod, who... who had belief, I think, because you know something? He, at one point, had all the children killed up to two years of age, looking to 
snuff out this Messiah, this baby Jesus. So it was perhaps two years after Jesus was born, you think of the wise man, the major scene would predict or, or, or show that the wise men came and they did, but they didn't find Jesus in the, in the time in the manger. They came perhaps two years after, uh, maybe perhaps even later than that if you look at the time frame. But they did seek search for Jesus. So what I'm trying to tell you today, that the wise men did come looking for Jesus just as the shepherds did, but they had a longer, harder path to get there. They had to be consistent in their walk. They had to search for, for as much as two years for this babe that was talked about, this Messiah, this Savior. They said they saw the star. See, they, they followed the signs of Jesus. How many today, if, if somebody has what seems like a, a, a healing ministry, people will flock to those places, won't they? Looking for the signs. People will flock there looking for the healing. If you're sick, you want to be healed. And they would flock to that. Or, or if they hear that, that miraculous things are happening in one church or the other, that Jesus seems to be showing up there, uh, guess what? They flock to those looking for the signs. The wise men looked for the sign of the star. And they had one purpose in mind. They wanted to come and worship him. See, the star went ahead of them, Scripture says. The signs and wonders of Jesus are before us each day. We see it in nature. We see it in the water. We can see it in the snow. The seasons that come and go. The waters that stay within their uh, pro, uh, provided areas. The stars and the moon and the sun that stays in place and rise each day. And seemingly going down, but it really doesn't go down. It's just seen on another part of the world. They followed the star. The star went ahead of them. And, and upon finding them, they gave him gifts, gold, incense, and myrrh. So they traveled. They looked for two years. I tell you, sometimes in our walk with Christ, we need to, to go through a long struggle before we find him. And, and life can be hard. They run into a, a heretic that, that wanted to, to deceive them and, and take them down a wrong path. Oh, go find Jesus and, and let us know where he is that we can worship him too. See, that wasn't his goal at all. This worse, uh, Herod wanted to snuff him out. For them, it was a long time searching through many obstacles, through much time in their life. It was a journey in their life. It wasn't just one day an angel appeared and they went and found Jesus. They had to consistently and continually look for him for over two years before they truly found him. Following a star. By faith searching. See, sometimes we need to continue by faith to stay on that road, that path, following the signs that Jesus laid before us, following the instructions that he laid before us before we see that miracle in our lives. If you're sick, sometimes it takes a while. If you're struggling, and we could easily say, as Job's wife said to him, curse God and die. But I tell you, we need to continue to, to follow the word of God, the signs that he gives us and the wonders and, and believe by faith and continue that searching for that deeper walk, that healing, that which he has promised to us all. See, they followed the star of David. And Jesus was in the family of David, was he not? The bright and morning star 
See, wise men brought offerings. For those who come to the Lord, we must bring our offerings, and offerings come through sacrifice. Sacrifice, not my will, but thy will be done. They brought offerings. Wise men followed the signs. Wise men believed. Wise men acted upon that belief. They were moved. They were moved. They were changed. They looked with anticipation. And they found. I tell you, the wise men were seeking Jesus. And, and today, wise men still do. Wise men still need to seek Jesus today. Follow the signs. Follow the signs and believe by faith. That which we don't see with our own eyes, but yet can see with our hearts. For the women at the well, the woman at the well. See, a different time. See, this time Jesus, in the middle of the day, went to a woman of ill repute. and She was at the well of high noon at the hottest time of day. She wasn't looking for Jesus. She was, she was going there at noon because there was nobody else there. It was too hot. She expected to find nobody, but yet when she got there, she found a Jesus. A Jesus who spoke to her. See, this time Jesus came to her. <coughs> the others were searching and seeking. But this time the Lord spoke to her specifically. Jesus spoke to her. And what she did was kind of miraculous. She left her water jug behind when, when the Lord spoke to her and she knew in her heart to who he was. There was nothing else more important. She left her water jug behind. And she went to the town and she began to tell people what had happened to her to well. Come and see the man who told me everything I ever did. See, she realized that Jesus already knew all about her. She couldn't hide it. She tried to deceive him, in a sense, but then she says, you know, I, I, I don't have a husband. He said, no. How about the five you did have? <laughs> see, Jesus already knew all about her, and, and he was there to... <coughs> To release her from the burden. To lift her up. And because she received the Lord. And understood. She said, went to the town people. And, and said, you know. Come and, and see this man who's told me. Everything I ever did. Sometimes when we come to the Lord. We need to realize that forgiveness is real. And he already knows what we've done. He knows our thoughts before we speak them. We can't hide from him a closed door. Men cannot see through them, but Jesus walked through closed doors, and he can see through closed doors, and he knows our thoughts before we speak them, and he, he examines our hearts, thank God, because where we fail, even though we may have greed in our in, in reasons for doing it, he knows that we're a work in progress, and he loves us. He's not going to give up on you. We have nothing to hide because he already knows it. He already knows it. And he sees us as sons and daughters. He sees us with great possibility, not as things are in our lives. She went and told others, and they came, and many come to believe. See, I tell you, as, as Christ comes into our lives, we must be willing to tell others and to leave what we think is important behind and to begin 
to do what he's called us to do because is there anything more important than something that lasts forever? <laughs> a car doesn't last forever. Our lives don't last forever, uh, I tell you, in this form. But yet we are eternal beings. We will live forever. Our souls will go to be with one place or the other, heaven or hell. And our believing and trusting in Jesus and seeking and finding him and, and beginning to serve him is that which takes us to an eternity of joy and rejoicing with no pain and no sorrow. God's gift to the world, we celebrate at Christmas. It's a tradition. When was Jesus born? Well, we can estimate and we can begin, those theologists, you know, go through and try to say this, you know, this month or this. We don't know. It's really a tradition that we are celebrating his birthday on Christmas Eve the 25th. It's a tradition. It's not his birthday actual. It could be, but nobody truly knows. Nobody truly knows. God's gift to the world, we celebrate at Christmas, a babe, a king, a savior, one who forgives, one who forgets our sin, one who pays the price for our sin. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, the gift. God so loved the world, he gave the one and only son. He gave all he had uh, in his, through his son. That whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. God so loved you that he traded his son, the pure, perfect one, to buy that which is not pure, which is not perfect, you and me. His creation. To pay the price for what we have done wrong. It's like somebody bailing you out of jail and, and putting you on a road to success that makes you a millionaire. More than a millionaire. Because money can't buy salvation. It can't buy an eternal life for the joy. But yet, the blood of Jesus. To save the world. Each one who believes. Whoever believes. Not just to the rich son. For the rich daughter, but to whoever will come and whoever will believe. No distinction between man or woman, rich or poor, black or white, murder, sinner, whatever you want to place as the worst sin in the world. Jesus said, sin is sin is sin. Oh, he called some an abomination. There's one perfect son for the unperfect one, you and me. See, it's not what we hang on to when I mentioned this, and this isn't mine. I got it in the letter. It's not what we hang on to that changes things, but that which we release or let go. That's what changes. That's what changes us. Not what we hang on to, but what we were willing to release. What are we willing to release? Our shame, our fears. The gift, the babe. But today I want to talk to you and end with this if our ushers would come forward. Jesus said to do this in remembrance of me. See, Jesus always talked about remember me. Remember me. 
Remember, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Remember me. For if you remember me, I am the way. remember me. So this is the babe who once was a babe in a manger. The last supper, talking to his disciples. Preparing them for the day that he would be crucified, the day that he would rise from the dead. and Preparing them for the day of which they may understand, but they never did really true to understand, did they? But yet, when they would understand what he was telling them. He told them that, that he would die and on the third day he would rise and they didn't understand it. How can man die and then rise from the dead? In the natural it doesn't happen. Oh, but in the supernatural. By the hand of God who created all. The hand of God who, who sent his son to be conceived of the Holy Spirit through a virgin who raised up and who a son who died for our transgressions. Everybody get it? Remember me whenever you do it. Whenever you partake. You were to remember Jesus. And today we remember, I say today, we prepare our hearts to remember on Christmas Day, Jesus. The gift that, that came. But we, need, we, need, we know the whole story. It was the gift that came and the gift that died. Then we would be a sad people, wouldn't we? It's like getting a toy and you broke it and it's no longer good. <laughs> but yet Jesus came and he died. And because he rose again, we can celebrate and remember. Remember that he did come. And he did pay the price. He wrote in his word through the power of the Holy Spirit examples of men's and women's lives. They're not in there that we would pity those who made a mistake, but that we would understand that forgiveness is available as it was available to them through our Son, our God's Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. So as we partake in the Lord's Supper and the Passover supper. You know, there was a time before they left Egypt, it was a Passover meal, wasn't it? They smeared blood on the doorposts. Yeah, I, 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 
They smeared blood on the doorposts, and if the blood was seen, the death angel would pass over them, didn't it? The blood of Jesus is seen when the Father looks at us because he said, I know that one. No, I know that one. The blood of the perfect lamb, the perfect sacrifice, who died for you and me. What I've received from the Lord, <coughs> what I also pass on to you. That I receive it, I have received it through the word by faith. It says the Lord Jesus on the night he was betrayed took bread. On the night he was betrayed, he didn't say, Judas, I know what you're going to do. I'm not going to take, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to have break bread with you. No, he broke bread with him knowing well that Judas was going to sell him out for a little bit of money. You get sold out for money, somebody, <laughs> so you're faithful to somebody, and for a little more they go elsewhere. And sometimes that's okay. I'm not, but what I'm telling you is that Jesus didn't exclude him from this. Peter, who through the power of the Holy Spirit, the church was born, and the church that we now have, a church driven by the Holy Spirit, would betray Jesus as well, didn't he? Before the sun rose, before the, before the bird crowed, three times he denied him. Ever had a rooster? These aren't things, if you want to sleep past daylight, you better, you better hide him deep in the woods or eat him or something, because he's going to start crowing. That's how early and how quickly he betrayed Jesus. But yet the Lord used him mightily See, it's about asking for forgiveness and receiving it, guys. The only difference between Judas, I believe, is that Judas didn't ask for forgiveness. He ran off in guilt and shame and took his own life. But what I received from the Lord, I also pass on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was portrayed, uh, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. We are to take communion. We are to remember what Jesus has done. That he has paid the price. That he has come. And we are saved if we ask for forgiveness and receive that he has risen from the dead. There's wafer. There's no power in it. But there's power in the remembrance of Jesus. Because in that remembrance we can serve. And in that remembrance we have faith. Not in our works but in his body was given. We know that he was driven or drove through the streets, beaten and lashed at a pole to the point unrecognizable. See, today we rejoice for Christmas, the birth of the child, the gift. And we can always rejoice in receiving Jesus Christ, can't we? Because that lasts forever. And he paid the price. We know he rose from the dead. We know the whole story. Well, to that part of the story anyways. So let us take together and remember that his body was given for us. He was born as a man unto us that we could be redeemed. Let us eat together.
Remember me, he says. For if we remember him, remember that you're forgiven. And it goes on to say, in the same way after the supper, he took the cup, saying, this is the cup. A new covenant in my blood. A new thing. See, we become new when we come to Christ. But this, he's talking about no longer an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. But treat others as you would have them treat you. He doesn't say if you feel like it. Or if you believe it. <laughs> he says to do it. This is a, this cup, the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the blood. We thank you for your body. Lord, we thank you for your word, for the Holy Spirit. Lord God, for your intercession. But you not leave us alone or ever give up on us. We thank you for the blood that was shed. Let us remember that you rose from the dead. That you paid the price. You hung here till you said it was finished. There's nothing we need to do to be saved except believe and trust in the work that you've already done. Do this in remembrance of me, the babe, from a man, the fully God, is reminding them that he's already paid the price. The curtain was rent. We can go before God, each and every one of us, believing that he hears us, believing that he intercedes for us, believing that he loves us, and we were forgiven. Don't carry the burden. Just ask for forgiveness and receive it. Let us drink together in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. I'd like to once again remind you that we can celebrate today. Amen? Amen. We're going to ask today if someone doesn't know Jesus or hasn't known off of them, if you want to or you need prayer for whatever reason, I want to pray for you. Anybody need prayer? Just come Amen. forward. Don't have to be ashamed. Don't have to fear. And as we have partaken of communion today, I want you to know that Jesus loves you. He has paid the price for any sin that you have committed. The shepherds had to overcome their fear. The man's eyes had to, to take a long walk before they truly come to see Jesus, didn't they? For some of us, it's a long walk, hard road. Jesus had to walk all the way up to the skull, the hill which he was crucified. And he would hang here and say, it's finished. And then he says, do this and remember to me. So as we think of Christmas, let's remember Jesus. As we think about our salvation, let's think about Jesus. As you deal with any fear, let's think about Jesus. He said, fear not, for I am with you. As we think about circumstance in life that may be hard, 
this in remembrance of me. That I am with you, I am for you. He's not here to reject us or judge you. He judges, don't get me wrong. But his desire is that none be lost. And how are we not lost? By accepting him. That's it. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you today. Thank you, for Lord, for your son. Again. Help each one receive him today, Lord God. Lord God, may we be as the shepherds, that we would come with joy. Even though we have fear, that we would come unto you with joy, that we would seek you. That we would praise you as we find you. Help us to be as the magi, that we would give of that which you have given us. That we would give not the worst, but to give best of gifts. They gave gold, myrrh, frankincense, the most valuable of things. And they searched a long time, avoiding many objects to find you. Let us remember Jesus. Jesus. He said, remember me. Jesus. Remember me whenever you do it. Whenever you fear. Whenever you rejoice. Whenever you're silent. Whenever you're walking or sitting or talking, remember me. For us, he is with us. Master's road. They were walking in sorrow. But yet Jesus walking next to them. They were such deep sorrow looking down. They didn't even recognize that he was next to them. <laughs> One complaining. When did you ever carry me? And we, it's represented in footsteps in the sand. There's only one side of footsteps. I was carrying you. Father, have your way today. Yes, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would bless this food that you have provided us with. Lord God, that it would be a sweet time of fellowship. Lord, that we in remembrance of you that you are a provider. Lord God, help us to, to have joy. That we would praise. We would remember. And Lord God, that we would be set free from our sins, our burdens. Remember you paying the price in Jesus' name. Amen. Go ahead, guys. Amen. Stand if you would today. Let us end by rejoicing, praising. And then we'll have a meal. If you're here with us today, all are welcome. Please don't run off. We have lots of food. We got to plug in in every wall. Praise the Lord. Go ahead, guys. Remember me, he says.